Welcome to everyone here in the sanctuary and those of us gathering online this morning, which is Ash Wednesday, and it's a day many followers mark as the first day of a season that the church calls Lent. The word Lent comes from a really old English word for lengthen, and it refers to specifically the lengthening of days in spring. I think we've noticed it's light a little bit longer now, right? Anticipating Easter, the church prepares with 40 days of fasting and reflection, the better to celebrate the great feast when it comes. Over the coming 40 days of Lent here at the table, we will be holding biblical texts hand in hand with Wendell Berry's Sabbath vision of the natural world. He's a poet and suggests simple, accessible practices. You can try yourself or with others. Um, we have a devotional. You can find that online, and it's on our website. We printed a few for those of us here in person. You're welcome to pick one of those up. If you're someone like me, they're kind of fun to color to and make notes on, right? And there's a card in the back which can... Um, send you to that, but it has some practices. It's kind of a hard card and looks beautiful that Chloe created for us. So we commend those to all of you that are here in person. We begin this morning with ashes which were made by the burning of the palm fronds from last year's Palm Sunday and collected actually through pandemic. We um, still have the same ones, so it's pretty beautiful. And we'll make the sign of the cross on a person's forehead. Um, I don't know everyone in the room, so I, I, we say that so you don't get scared about what, what might be coming. And you always have, always have the option to pass, of course, and just stay in prayer in your pew. We will also have communion. We're going to stay inside, and Matt and I will come around to the front. The season of Lent is the time period from today, Ash Wednesday, all the way to Easter Sunday. And you won't find Ash Wednesday or Lent in the Bible. But there is an ancient tradition of donning ashes as a sign of penitence. It's way older than Jesus. You can find it in the Hebrew scriptures for Job repents in dust and ashes. So this morning, for those of us in person, as we impose the ashes, we're reminded of our mortality, which is what Job was doing, with the words out of Genesis, for dust you are and dust you shall return. And for those of us who are gathering at home, you might want to light a candle now so that it's burning and when we get to that part of worship, you can blow out your candle, be careful, of course, and you can get some ash on your fingers from the wick. That's one of the ways I know you can do it at home. Both Ash Wednesday and Lent have developed and changed over many, many generations of followers on the way of Jesus who have gone before us long ago. Our Lenten worship series, as I said, is um, grounded in the poetry of Wendell Berry. We're calling it Sabbath Rest. Wendell Berry and his poetry of Lent. And we'll hold the ancient readings from scripture alongside poems written by him over many, many years. It's one of his practices, and you'll learn more about that um, and his practice for keeping Sabbath as we go through these weeks. A hope that um, all of us, uh, Matt and I and Chloe, Brendan, a hope we hold as we mark our bodies with ashes and we pray over this season and we have music and we sing, we read the scripture and share the poetry and we break bread together, is to begin this Lenten journey hoping and watching for God's creation all around us 
to be made new and that these ashes act as a sign of reminding us, especially today, you may like, when you go in the bathroom or go by a mirror, you'll be startled, right? Because you forget. Just like we forget going through our daily lives and get busy, it's a reminder. And so we're opening with a song which helps us to name and hold all of this deep longing together. It's uh, Natalie and Brendan sharing Made New, which was written by Audrey Assad. If you are willing and able, please stand. seated. I would not have been a poet by Wendell Berry. I would not have been a poet except that I have been in love alive in this mortal world or an essayist except that I have been bewildered and afraid or a storyteller had I not heard stories passing to me through the air, or a writer at all, except I have been wakeful at night and words have come to me out of their deep caves, needing to be remembered. But on the days I am lucky or blessed, I am silent. I go into the one body that two make in making marriage, that for all our trying, all our deaf and dumb of speech has no tongue. Or I give myself 
to gravity, light, and air, and am carried back to solitary work in fields and woods where my hands rest upon a world unnamed, complete, unanswerable, and final as our daily bread and meat. The way of love leads always to life beyond words, silent and secret. To serve that triumph, I have done all the rest. I invite you to stand as you're willing and able, and we will join our voices together with Natalie. This is Sunday's Palms, our Wednesday's Ashes. Good morning, uh, and uh, whether you're worshiping with us here in person or whether you're worshiping online, welcome to the beginning of our Lenten journey this year on this beautiful Ash Wednesday morning. Our reading this morning comes from Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 6 and 16 to 21, and we invite you to follow along. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For when, then you will have no reward from your creator in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues or in the streets so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. 
But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Creator, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Creator who is in secret, and your Creator who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not fast and look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Creator who is in secret. And your Creator who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Invite us to be in a spirit of prayer. God, who makes all things new, may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts, be aligned in this moment with your call for our lives. May we listen deeply to your movement within us and throughout all of creation, that through your love, we might journey toward being made new. Amen. Having just finished a worship series focused on reading the Sermon on the Mount through the lens of Father Richard Rohr, the global Christian church now turns to the Lenten season for Ash Wednesday by circling back to the very middle of that sermon that we worked through for those three weeks. In Matthew 6, we encounter Jesus challenging his followers to turn over tables on how the religious establishment has prayed, giving, praying, fasting, and valuing in ways that are not paraded about in public, but are hidden, hidden even from the depth of our own knowing. And Jesus' repeated emphasis here points to something that feels essential about genuine love. Genuine love emerges deep within, bubbling up from our innermost parts, not from a desire to impress or acquire status from those around us. Jesus says, quote, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This season of Lent invites followers of Jesus to slow down, to more deeply reflect upon where we might, even if unconsciously, be storing up treasures. Dr. Bayo Akumalafe says it this way, the times are urgent. Let us slow down. This is our hope. Our hope as a community of faith is to recognize and to feel and to know the urgency of this time and commit together to slowing down over these coming 40 days of Lent as we, along with the global Christian church, 
walk headlong into the violence of crucifixion and God's hope which rises out of the despair of ash and the deepness of a tomb. Our Lenten worship series this year at the table will weave the biblical readings assigned to the global Christian church alongside the prophetic poetry of Wendell Berry as we reflect on what it might look like in our daily lives to reclaim Sabbath. That word Sabbath, it too comes from an old Hebrew word meaning to stop. It refers to pausing secondary activities like the work that so many of us here, or the school that so many of us here are getting ready right now to go out and do. All of those secondary things are stopped during this season so that we clear space for the primary ones, relationships, freedom, beauty, restoration, and resurrection. And so this morning we begin on Ash Wednesday wondering together how and what we might be called to stop. What might it look like for us to slow down? At a most basic and profound level, we hope to ask ourselves together over these 40 days, how might more faithful Sabbath keeping open our lives to greater health, dignity, and joy? For those of us that are not yet familiar, Wendell Berry is a farmer a novelist, a poet, an environmental activist, a cultural critic. He's a prolific writer who lives in Port Royal, Kentucky. Wendell Berry has devoted many Sunday afternoons to writing what he calls Sabbath poems. And those poems dating all the way back to 1979 were collected in an anthology that's called This Day in 2013. And so those online devotional resources that we've shared and the ones here in the sanctuary will guide us through those Sabbath poetry, uh, Sabbath poems written over all these decades. And Jesus says, do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth. And Wendell Berry echoes with poem. By its own logic, greed finally destroys itself. As Lear's wicked daughters learned to their horror, as we are learning to our own. What greed builds is built by destruction of the materials and lives of which it is built. Only mourners survive. This is the creative destruction of which learned economists speak in praise, but what is made by destruction comes down at last to a stable floor, a bed of straw, and for those with sight, light in darkness. The ashes we will soon bless and impose upon one another's foreheads are themselves physical reminders of the insidious cycles in which we are trapped. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount names those vicious cycles and calls followers to practice a faith that disrupts the status quo. Traditionally in the church, the ashes used today for Ash Wednesday come to us from the burning of those palm branches from last year's celebration of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. And on this day, the world around, those ashes are applied to foreheads with the sign of the cross Remember, you are of dust, and to dust you shall return. It would seem to be a profound reminder that we are all actually one, made of the same stuff, ash. And we all return to that same ash, ash held in and by the love of God always. Yet we lose our way. We become the hypocrites Jesus loathes. We store up treasures. We mar baptismal covenants. We hurt our neighbors and God's creation. The day itself, February 22nd, is a reminder 
of the depths of that cycle. Frances Ellen Watkins, in 1911, for those not familiar, she was an abolitionist, a suffragist, a poet, a novelist, and one of the first African-American women published in the United States. In an address 100 years before the Civil Rights Movement at the National Women's Rights Convention in 1866, Harper said this, we are all bound up together in one great bundle of humanity, and society cannot trample on the weakest and feeblest of its members without receiving the curse in its own soul. You tried that in the case of the Negro. You white women speak here of rights. I speak of wrongs. I, she says, as a colored woman, have had in this country an education which has made me feel as if I were in the situation of Ishmael, my hand against every man and every man's hand against me. While there exists this brutal element in society which tramples upon the feeble and treads down the weak, I tell you that if there is any class of people who need to be lifted out of their airy nothings and selfishness, it is the white women of America. And then as if echoing the very words of Jesus to the religious leaders of her day in a poem titled Bible Defense of Slavery, Harper writes, a reverend man whose light should be the guide of age and youth, brings to the shrine of slavery the sacrifice of truth. The practice of keeping Sabbath has within it the radical potential to help us turn from the conscious and unconscious ways we mock God by harming our neighbors and dismissing God's creation. On the surface, prayer can feel so counter to action for justice, yet in a world in which the cycles of violence are woven into our own very DNA, it would seem that only slowing down and being silent long enough to notice the noise around us might have a prayer of guiding us to a more profound grappling with the urgency of this moment in ways that more faithfully align with the alternative plan that Jesus is showing the world in the Sermon on the Mount in which God first models for us in the very pattern of creation which ends with a day of Sabbath rest. Wendell Berry writes, I dream of a quiet man who explains nothing and defends nothing, but only knows where the rarest wildflowers are blooming and who goes and finds that he is smiling, not by his own will. So may we find ourselves practicing ways of reclaiming Sabbath as we journey together over this Lenten season awakening ourselves and being awakened by one another to the dream of the quiet one God has loved into being. That in our dreaming, we might truly know where the rarest wildflowers are blooming. And we might go there together, each one smiling, not by our own will. As we prepare to come once more, or perhaps for some of us for the very first time to be marked by what has made it through the burning, let us be marked not for sorrow. Let us be marked not for shame. And let us be marked not for false humility, but for the possibility, the possibility of claiming God's first language of silence and the power of what God has done and will do with dust. Within the ash, as Jan Richardson calls it, the stuff of which 
the world is made and the stars that blaze in our bones and the galaxies that spiral inside the smudge we will soon bear. So may the ashes and the breaking of bread invite us into new patterns of keeping Sabbath, for the times are urgent. Thus we must slow down, stop. Let God be God. Learn once more what it means to be truly human. Simply take a breath. In the chaos that is life as we know it, and allow God to make all things new, from ash and dust, the work God has always been about for you, for me, for the whole of the cosmos. And it may just be this beginning of reclaiming God's vision for the keeping of Sabbath, which takes us into the heart of God. Wendell Berry invites or reflects upon how he could have gone in all kinds of ways, but he was called to one. So may you hear his words again. I would not have been a poet, except that I have been in love, alive in this mortal world, or an essayist, except that I have been bewildered and afraid, or a storyteller had I not heard stories passing to me through the air, or a writer at all, except I have been wakeful at night and words have come to me out of their deep caves needing to be remembered. But on the days I am lucky or blessed, I am silent. I go into the one body that two make in making marriage, that for all our trying, all our deaf and dumb of speech has no tongue. For I give myself to gravity, light, and air, and am carried back to solitary works in fields and woods where my hands rest upon a world unnamed, complete, unanswerable, and final as our daily bread and meat. The way of love leads always to life beyond words, silent and secret. To serve that triumph, I have done all the rest. May this way become our way in the journey ahead. Amen. I would not have been a pastor. I tried hard not to be, had not God shown me the way of love among relationships with beings. We're going to move into a time of blessing over the ashes. I invite you to stand as you are willing and able. Mm. Ashes are born of sorrow, the lament of our sin. The sadness of a careless life. The grief of things burned up. Ashes are born of mortality. The reminder that we have this little time in which to shine our light before our light is out and our time is gone. Ashes are born of humility, of humus, our humanness. The dust of the earth, our common bond with living things who need our love, our source in death, decay, and mystery. Ashes are born of tenderness, 
for God knows how we are made and remembers that we are dust. How noble are even our poorest efforts and grants us grace. Loving God, you have created each of us out of the dust of the earth. Grant that these ashes lovingly prepared may be to us a sign of our mortality and repentance so that we may remember that by your gracious gift, we are given life. Let the people say amen.
And so we pause a little bit longer for some more silence, holding in our hearts whatever brokenness we might be recalling or experiencing, feel trapped within, feel complicit to as frustrating as that can be, feel hurting from or longing to turn away from. Holding all of this and more, whatever it is that is coming up for you, may this moment that we enter right now be an extended time of silence which is our collective prayer of confession. So let's just hold this silence a little bit longer. Friends, the God of who is God, creator, redeemer, sustainer, is making all things new. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. And you are blessed by God for the Lenten journey we all enter ahead. Let the people say amen. I invite those of us in the sanctuary to stand as you're willing and able and to join with us in the call and response that is the church's practice for recognizing the presence of Christ in every part of creation around us. Friends, may the peace of Christ be with you.
together the words Jesus taught his disciples long ago, which have been formed and reformed throughout the generations. Named by the church the Lord's Prayer, we invite you to address God in the language most dear in your heart. Let us pray. Our Mother, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Pour your spirit, God, upon each of us gathered here and upon these gifts which are before us. Make these gifts the body and the love of Christ and make us through them, Christ's body, alive in the world. Amen. Amen. I invite you to be seated. All are welcome at the table of God's love and all means all. We encourage those at home to join us in this sacred ritual by um, bringing close by to you whatever you're using for bread and juice. For those of us here, um, we're a smaller group. I think you can know when it's time and Matt and I will come and stand just like we did uh, with the ashes. Friends, this is the bread of life and the body of Christ broken for you. And this is the cup of God's forgiveness poured out for all.
reminded of God's love for you and for the world, marked by the reality and the truth of our own fragility. May you go from this place longing to live deeper into the patterns of God's vision for Sabbath keeping, journeying together toward the cross and new life. Go in peace with God's love now and always. Amen. <laughs>